0: The Gut Pharmacist Podcast with Riley Ramosco, traditional naturopath and holistic nutritionist. The topic of this episode is anxiety, which is something that's very familiar to a lot of people, including myself. I've dealt with all types of anxiety and pretty much my whole life, I've been a very anxious person, especially in childhood and recent years. But anxiety, there's many different types. A lot of people have experienced it for themselves that sudden not in the stomach feeling, increase heart rate, shortness of breath, panic. There's many different symptoms, and everyone manifests anxiety differently. There's social anxiety, generalized anxiety, separation, anxiety, and more severe forms like post-traumatic stress disorder. Anxiety is a very familiar topic, but today I'm going to shift the mindset around anxiety, what it actually is, and how to get to the root of anxiety. So I want to start with something called the polyvagal theory, which was developed by Stephen Porges, and it basically divides the nervous system into three categories. So we have the parasympathetic nervous system, the dorsal vagal complex, and the ventral vagal complex, and then the sympathetic nervous system. So in the three stages, we have parasympathetic ventral vagal, and again, dorsal vagal. But the ventral vagal is this mode of safety. There's some calmness, openness, compassion, and we can connect to other people. We can socially engage and feel safe in our environment. So this is more of like the green zone that most of us should be in and oftentimes have a hard time getting into. So that's the ventral vagal parasympathetic. On the other hand, there's the parasympathetic dorsal vagal. This is the freeze mode. So this is a state of shutdown, feeling hopeless, depression, feeling more pain, disassociating, have a very hard time connecting with other people, and you basically feel emotionally numb. Your nervous system is is in a state of hypoarousal. And it feels threatened. It's basically preparing for death at this point, which is a terrible state to be in. But many of us are stuck in this. And recently, I've actually been stuck in this freeze mode. And then finally, we have the sympathetic nervous system, which is divided into fight and flight. So this is a state of danger, hyper arousal compared to the freeze, which is hypo arousal. So in fight and flight, there's rage, panic, anger, feeling irritable, frustrated, anxious, always worried and concerned. So the two divisions of the parasympathetic, we have the social engagement and the freeze. So in the freeze, Everything is hypo, so lowered, low heart rate, low blood pressure, low temperature, low muscle tone, shallow breathing, low social engagement, uninterested in sexual arousal, and lowered immune function. And we often store more in this state. We conserve our metabolic resources. So that's the parasympathetic dorsal vagal freeze mode. Then in the fight and flight, this switches to the sympathetic. Everything is hyper aroused. So we use our stores quickly. Often these people are naturally thin. Their metabolism is really quick. But in many cases, they're in this emergency state where they're using up their resources quickly. So they're more at risk for malnutrition. And they also have higher blood pressure, high heart rate, more adrenaline, large pupil size, and hyper immune response. So sometimes allergies can be an issue here, but everyone is different. So again, we have the freeze fight and flight in normal social engagement. So the social engagement is like your green zone, the fight and flight is the yellow, and then the red is the freeze mode. We often enter the red freeze mode after many years of being in fight and flight. Your nervous system finally gets completely depleted of being in this hyperactive state and that then switches to a hypoactive state. This is kind of my situation lately. So that was the polyvagal theory. Kind of hard to explain just with words, so you can look up polyvagal theory online, search for images, that way you can see the chart laid out and it'll make a lot more sense. But anxiety is often thought to be as anxious thoughts, okay? Anxiety is actually not thoughts, it's sensations or alarms in the body the anxiety md is a really great source for getting to the root of anxiety and i've learned a lot from the anxiety md but anxiety is not thoughts it's sensations or alarms going off in the body so the body gets stuck in one of these stress states and we're all different It depends on the person So if you're in freeze mode, you might not be out socializing. If you're in fight or flight, you might be on the go all the time, can't sit still. And then the green social engagement zone, you feel more connected to others and you feel normal. You can connect, engage with others, have social connections, and just be mindful and in the present. So anxiety... Is basically the brain's way of interpreting messages from the body. 30 second interruption. If you are tired of dealing with all these unnecessary symptoms and you'd like to get to the root causes of your problems, just apply to work with me. I help people like you every single day find answers with functional labs, root cause approaches, and holistic health. I work one on one with USA and Canada and offer an affordable independent program worldwide. If you need help, just click on the apply to work with me link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast. The body is unable to use words. That's the brain's job. So the body gives us these sensations or alarms and the brain has to try to find a way to put words to those sensations. So anxiety is not the thoughts themselves. Those are the after effect. The anxiety is actually coming from the body. The body always remembers trauma, even if the brain isn't aware of it or the brain has sorted away and forgotten about it to protect ourselves, but the body always remembers trauma. And oftentimes with humans, We aren't aware that trauma is still stuck in our bodies. And trauma can manifest itself in many different types of illnesses. Things like chronic pain, digestive issues, those can be signs of stored trauma. Now, this is a little bit woo woo, I understand, but there also is science behind many of these things that I'm talking about. So, anxiety in the body let's take an example here. So, when I feel anxiety in my body, I automatically start feeling knots in my stomach and I also get a really stiff neck. And if you don't know me, I have a neurological disorder called cervical dystonia. I've been dealing with this for 13 years and it's basically a spasmodic tremor disorder focal to my neck. So my neck muscles spasm all the time, a little bit of twisting, tremoring, and I have a head tremor. So when I have anxiety, and in here, this is interesting too, this disorder came about after a few episodes of trauma in high school. Okay. So a very interesting fact here, as you can imagine, I'm really working on trauma at this point, but anyway, so anxiety in the body, when I feel it, I get knots in my stomach and tension in my neck. For some people, it might just be heavy chest, shortness of breath. For others, it might be the butterflies or the knots in the stomach. And for other people, it could be an increase in heart rate. So we all manifest these differently, but generally there's a few that are typical for most people. So when I know, when I feel this sensation of stomach knots, I know that something isn't right. And it doesn't always have to be that I'm in a stressful situation. My body is just recognizing something as a potential threat, just like it did many years ago when the original threat actually occurred. That memory was stored in my body, and from then on, my body was or my brain was trying to protect itself. So that sensation kept reoccurring if there was a potential threat that the body recognized. But the body and the brain can get confused sometimes. And oftentimes we don't necessarily have to be in a traumatic situation. We just get these sensations. So another example is someone who wakes up and automatically they feel very anxious, but they don't know why. Maybe their life is going pretty well, but for some reason every morning when they wake up, they feel a sense of anxiety, dread, and doom. So let's go back to that person's childhood. Maybe every morning when that child woke up, there was Arguing in the kitchen. There was a stressful environment created by the parents. We're not blaming the parents. We're not blaming anyone. We all do the best we can. But let's say every morning that child was exposed to arguing in the kitchen and that created this stressful environment. So that memory was stored in the body and the brain tried to make sense of it. So many, many years later, we find that this person wakes up and they feel anxious because there was a memory stored in the body that mornings were stressful. So again, the body and the brain are always trying to protect us and they replicate these feelings or sensations or thoughts sometimes just to protect ourselves so that we're aware that there's a potentially stressful or dangerous situation. So hopefully that makes sense. Okay. Again, I'm not an anxiety expert or a psychologist, a psychotherapist. I'm just gathering the things that I've learned as well as my personal experiences. So now, now that we know anxiety is not thoughts, it's sensations or alarms in the body. The first step is to find your alarm. So, and this again is coming from the anxiety MD, want to give him credit. He gives us great information. So finding that alarm in the body is the first step. Is it in your gut? Is it in your neck, your chest? So being aware of those sensations is step one. Then you're going to go back to a time where the situation in childhood was similar to the situation you're experiencing now. So again, if it's in the mornings now, you feel anxious, go back to the time in childhood during those mornings where they were stressful. So making those connections, where are these sensations coming from? Where do these sensations originate? Once you know and your brain can help you make sense of that, then you're going to walk your childhood self through those previous events. So lately, I've been doing a lot of visualization with my childhood self. So I will imagine previous traumatic events and there's a lot. So I have a lot of work to do and I've done a lot, but I will go back to those traumatic events and you don't have to go back to something that is highly traumatic or will set you back even more maybe more mildly to moderate traumatic events. If something is really severe, you don't want to go back, that's completely fine. But just imagine a previous time in childhood where there was stressful or traumatic event. You will use your current self to walk your childhood self through that event. So... I will tell my childhood self, I will visualize myself there with my childhood self, so both of us are there, and my older self is talking the child through and comforting that child because anxiety is often a sign that your childhood self is crying out for attention or help. So you're using your adult self to give that child comfort. And it's kind of cliche saying that all trauma results from childhood, but it's, pretty much true. A lot of our traumas or sensations or habits or just anxiety in general can come from childhood and oftentimes it is. So we walk our childhood self through those events with our current, more knowledgeable, wise self, okay? So finding that alarm, comforting the child and rewiring those feelings and thoughts in the body. Okay. So feelings are coming from the body. Thoughts are coming from the brain. Both are involved in anxiety, but the root of anxiety comes from the feelings or sensations in the body. That alarm anxiety, as the anxiety MD calls it, it's finding that alarm. Okay. So we're finding our alarms. We're comforting ourselves through those events and then rewiring the brain and the body. That's a great way to get to the root of anxiety. So now I want to talk about the actual root causes of anxiety. That includes trauma, but many other things as well. So we've talked about trauma basically this whole episode so far, how the nervous system gets dysregulated, the vagus nerve, the polyvagal theory, being stuck in either fight or flight or freeze mode, and also the inner child. So trauma is one of the biggest root causes of anxiety. But let's talk about these other things. So environment is another one. Environment can trigger anxiety and trauma, maybe around negative people, there's lack of nature and sunlight, there's a lot of rain, depending on where you live. Maybe you hate your job, you're unhappy, you have a stressful life where you're always go, go, go. So environment is also a very big part of that. So trauma and environment kind of go hand in hand because our environment ultimately results in trauma. Okay, so those are both very common, very deep root causes of anxiety. But I also want to talk about the physiological causes of anxiety. Okay. So we have four other ones that I've come up with personally. So other practitioners or professionals might tell you things that are completely different, but these are the ones that I've found. So trauma and environment. We also have dysbiosis mold and or fungal infections, stealth microbes, and heavy metals. So I want to start with dysbiosis. We know that there is a huge gut-brain connection. Not only does trauma alter that, but also the microbes themselves. So dysbiosis is an imbalance of the gut microbiome. There is a shift between good and bad, more unfavorable microbes start to overgrow and shift that environment in the gut. So those microbes actually create a lot of the brain's neurotransmitters like serotonin, GABA, dopamine. The gut-brain connection is so important. And making sure that the gut environment is healthy is huge for anxiety. Okay, And we also have the enteric nervous system in the gut, which has a lot to do with those microbes as well. And then we have mold and fungal infections. So, mold and fungal infections, things like candida, which is normal in small amounts but can overgrow in certain conditions in the body. So, mold and candida actually have been linked to anxiety themselves. So, it might not just be trauma in the environment, it could also be some kind of fungal or mold issue going on in the body. Definitely something to look into. Stealth microbes. Those are microbes or pathogens that are really great at hiding in the tissues, tricking the immune system. That's things like Lyme, the Borrelia bacteria that causes Lyme disease. Also Bartonella, known as cat scratch fever, but you do Don't usually, you don't always get these from cats. There's many other animals, also ticks, fleas. Same thing with Lyme. There's a lot of misconceptions. I do have an episode, a few episodes back about misconceptions or myths of Lyme disease. That's something that people definitely need to look into if they have chronic illness with no apparent causes. Okay, so stealth microbes, Lyme, Bartonella. Bartonella specifically has actually been linked to bipolar disorder so that's also something to look into for anxiety. Heavy metals. Heavy metals like mercury, arsenic, lead, a lot of these have been linked to anxiety and mood disorders as well. They can also displace our normal healthy minerals, and a displacement of minerals can also contribute to anxiety or mood disorders, so heavy metals are something to look into as well. Okay, so as a recap, anxiety is sensations not thoughts we have to find the root of the anxiety by going into the body and allowing the brain to connect with the body on a deeper level finding that alarm in the body is it in the gut the chest the neck finding that alarm going back to the events that started those anxious responses in the first place and healing the inner child these are all ways to get to the root of anxiety, but we also need to consider the environment, the gut-brain connection, dysbiosis, mold, candida, stealth microbes like lime, Bartonella, and heavy metals. These are all very common root causes of anxiety that we need to know about. If we're just working on one of these or two of these and we're not looking at all the others and we still have anxiety, that's a huge sign that we're missing something and there might be some other root causes to anxiety that we're dealing with. And oftentimes there are. So anxiety is multifaceted. It is not just a neurotransmitter imbalance like the way psychology looks at it. There's a lot more to it than that. So I hope that helped and hopefully we can all fix and get to the root of our anxiety and start feeling like our best selves. Hey there! Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Gut Riley, on Facebook at The Gut Pharmacist, same spelling as this podcast, on YouTube at The Gut Pharmacist, and my website is holisticriley.podia.com, where you can find information on working with me, my background, and more helpful information to feel empowered in your journey.